Well, the Golden State Warriors continue their vitally important five-game road trip as the postseason begins to take shape. Time's running out. The urgency is there. I have Ryan Leong joining me. He's been covering the Warriors for decades as part of AP uh, Radio, and we're going to talk Warriors. We're going to talk Steve Kerr. We're going to talk about you know what's going on and why they're, they're just a horrible team on the road, or maybe that Clippers game was a sign that they turned things around. We'll discuss that and so much more next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate GM, and more specifically, Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on. Make sure it's all caps in the game. You can follow Ryan Leong, AP sports reporter for AP Radio. More specifically, he uh, he's, he's been covering sports for decades in the Bay Area. Pleasure to finally have him on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Leong, L-E-O-N-G. is how you spell his last name. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at Dog Surf Rocho. Uh, Ryan, how the heck are you, man? I'm glad to finally have you on the show. Um, and, and look, I, there aren't that many games left. The Warriors right now are sixth in the standings. 12 games remain in the regular season, seven on the road, five at home. In your opinion, man, how are the Warriors doing to you? And what do you see happening in these final 12 games? I would say right now I'd give them a grade of B minus. First of all, thanks for having me on, Cyrus. Yeah, it's man. Great to talk to you in this, in this form after all these years that we've known each other. Yeah. Um, I've actually been covering the Warriors going back to Raymond Ritter's first year. Raymond Ritter, of course, the famed Warriors PR guy. So, the 98-99 truncated season was my first year covering the Warriors. So I go way back. Okay, I go back to like the Von Teagle Cummings, Antoine Jameson days. And most <laughs> of your listeners will be like, who the heck are those guys? <laughs> I remember clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. The good old dark days when, when the Warriors were an afterthought in the Bay Area and beyond. <laughs> yeah. So when people worry about the people are hitting the panic button, freaking out that the Warriors stink. No, no. Those Warriors, those Warriors stunk. But they were... They were hardcore type players, though. You know, they were they were gritty, but they just weren't very good, unfortunately. Right. And they were horrible. And, you know, people sometimes ask me, this always comes from, like, younger fans. They're always like, man, why are you so, why do you get so excited about the Warriors? You know, I've, I've been accused in the past, not this year, because the Warriors haven't been that good, but in the past of being maybe arrogant about them. And my response always is, I'm old. Like, I remember this team being awful for mm -hmm. decades. They were the butt of jokes in the NBA. Um, they were, they, they were horrible. There was, there yeah. was no positive spin and, uh, to put on them. And the fact that they're a dynasty now is just absolutely incredible. Um, I want to play this soundbite, uh, because you're in the interview room for almost every home game. And, uh, my former employer, KNBR actually tweeted this out. I'm glad I saw this. I think you retweeted it, mm -hmm. uh, Steve Kerr answering a question from you. To, uh, and he was answering a question more specifically about the disparity of the team between home games and road games. It is record setting, especially when it comes to defense, uh, where they're giving, uh, I think, 111 points and change 
uh, at home, and then it's 124 and change on the road. The disparity is drastic. It's stark. Here is Steve Kerr answering your question about that a few days ago. Obviously, you guys know how well you played at home versus how you guys have played on the road. Have you ever been part of a team that's been like that, where you guys have had that kind of disparity? Or no, never, never. And it's um, I've been on teams that sucked at home and on the road. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not nothing like this. I think the the biggest thing when you look at the numbers is is uh, the three point field goal percentage defense at home is dramatically better than it is at home uh, i mean the, than it is on the road so it um the answer lies in our defense no matter how you want to look at it and you can question you know why are teams shooting so much better um on their home floor it doesn't matter why we we have to address that and we have to get better defensively on the road if we're going to break that that habit yeah, and this was before the Clippers game. They obviously did not fix that. The Clippers lit them up, uh, for, more specifically, uh, scoring 134 points on them. And when you look at the quarter breakdown, the Clippers scored 33 in the second, 38 in the third, 35 in the fourth. Abysmal defense. Ryan, wh what what do you what do you think is going on here with the Warriors at home, where they're still playing efficient? World Championship level basketball, and then on the road when they look like the Warriors from our early days working. You know, like like Kerr, you know, it's, he's like a fortune teller. You know, he he talked about what the Warriors' problems are on the road, and they go out and they laid that that exact egg that he wanted to avoid. Uh, you know, despite a great game by Steph Curry, and I mean great. I I would have to look up the stats. I didn't get a chance to, as far as like what's his best ever quarter. Now he scored third uh, twenty one of his fifty points in that third quarter. So that's just amazing how well he's played. Yeah. Uh, and it goes for not because, like you you know said, you gave up the the, the percentages there. And if you look at that box score, what was it the Warriors gave up? Uh, they gave up 16 threes. They, they made 17 themselves, but uh, they got out rebounded by a margin of eight, right? 44 to 36. Correct. And they Correct. gave up 16 turnovers, leading to 20 points. I mean, that's a recipe for, for a loss right there. And that's what they did. And, and they continue to do that. The Warriors, they just don't play very focused. I mean, they, they play kind of like the way they did when they were good. Uh, in the in their championship years, you know, there was a lot of times I remember where the Warriors would kind of basically just kind of goof off, and yeah. then they get serious in the third quarter and run teams right. off the floor. Now they're still kind of doing that at home, but these road games, I mean, again, Curry is single-handedly keeping these teams in the game, his team in the game. And the problem is, as you know, he's pretty fragile. So you, you, I always worry when he when he goes into the lane, what's going to happen to him? Because yeah. you know he could he could have another a, a knee contusion. He could he could have a shoulder issue, which is what he's had both those injuries this year, uh, and and you just get a little bit worried every time he has to make a move or do something that involves more than just him shooting a three. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Um, and and one word you use there, which I think is nailing it on the head, is focus. This is not a focused team when they're on the road. Um, you know, my my compadre for the other show I do, Hall of Famer Rick Barry, like that's he is citing that as the primary reason that the team is struggling so bad on the road is they have a lack of focus. Um, Steve Kerr actually riled some people up last night at the post-game press conference because he actually uh, felt positively about the Warriors after that game, despite the fact that the defense gave up 134. And the reason was he thought he saw he saw that focus. He saw that effort. And I, I, and I actually agree with him to a certain extent. I, I did think the Warriors were much more engaged than they have been uh, for a lot of other road games. I also just think that the Clippers were that good of a team, um, where like if the Warriors play like that tomorrow against Atlanta – uh, I think they're going to win that game. Do you agree or, or do you think differently? 
No, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember Atlanta's roster too. Obviously, of course, Trey Young is you know being their their star player. But when you look at the Clippers and you see who's on their roster, and they've really struggled since they acquired Russell Westbrook. I don't remember what their exact record is, but I mean, you got an All Star uh, roster for the Clippers, and they really haven't performed. And they did yeah. so in this game, and they need more of that. And if you look at the bench points. I mean, look at the bench points also in the box score yesterday. I mean, the only guy that had double figures for the Warriors was Jordan Poole, whereas the Clippers had Eric Gordon, who also, I mean, yeah. I, I think it was a 16 points. I think he scored all those 16 in that third quarter, or, or was it fourth quarter, I believe, right? No, it was also third quarter. He scored 16 of his points in the third quarter to match Cur to try to match Curry's 21. And you had Terrence Mann score 17 off the bench yeah. for the Clippers. I mean, the, if if the Warriors just aren't, just aren't clicking and the other team is, I mean, I – and, and the Clippers are supposed to be the better team anyway on paper. So you kind of give the edge to the Clippers here. The problem, of course, with the Warriors is if they'd had some more road wins by this point, then you probably would just look at this as this loss is not a big deal, just a hard-fought game. But when the Warriors haven't won a road game since the end of January, <laughs> you know, it becomes a must-win a must -win game. And this yeah. is a must-win, you know, uh, uh, road trip the, the rest of the way forward. I don't, I don't know if the Warriors can win the next four, but it'd be nice if they could. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, Jill Espina uh, writes in the chat, we're doing a live show here, super last minute, um, criticizing Steve Kerr, saying that uh, Mike Brown was largely responsible for that defense. I've heard a lot of people echo those sentiments. Uh, Ryan, you've been around this team for a long time, man, and, and you're you're in, at every press conference. I've had other insiders tell me when Mike Brown had first left. This was uh, after last season when uh, we all found out he was going to the Kings. I had a lot of insiders tell me that Mike Brown was responsible for a lot of the schematics. He was one of the hardest working people on the staff. Um, in your opinion, like, what, do you agree with that sentiment that Mike Brown's absence is playing a part in all this? Oh, no question. I mean, it's almost like an NFL team that does really well, right? Like, I mean, I know this is not a 49ers uh, podcast, but when I you look at the Niners and the success they've had, they keep losing coaches to, to attrition, right? Guys get promoted and they go somewhere else. And I think the Warriors are no different. I mean, the Warriors – coaching tree is is very well known and and a guy like mike brown had success before he was with the warriors right so for him to come to golden state and, and take those few years off as the head coach and, and to be on the bench as steve kerr's right hand man only lended to his experience and there's no question as to why the kings are playing as well as they have their first what 41 season in almost 20 years i mean it's just amazing it's incredible. Uh, he's he is revered right now in Sacramento and rightfully so. A uh, D in the chat writes that Wiggs rumor is wild if it's true. We don't really deal in the rumor business, but I am curious to know what you're referring to. So follow that up in the chat if you want. We'll talk about Wiggins in just a moment. Um, and also talk about Draymond Green. There's some new news about him. Not great news. Uh, and so much more to talk about because the season's wrapping up. And Niners Warriors, what is up? Right back at you. Giving a shout out to Dub Nation. Um, the chat is quiet tonight, uh, <laughs> which is largely because, again, we didn't announce that this was happening, uh, a live show. This is very last minute. Um, first, though, I got to give some love to one of our newer sponsors. And Ryan, uh, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you try this game out, you might love it as well. I've been having a kick uh, playing um, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's, it's, a, it's literally a game on your phone. It's a fantastic time burner um, that's made a lot of us here locked, at, locked on geeked out by our new po uh, partner and sponsor, um, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's a mobile game where you're becoming an NBA GM, you're managing your own basketball franchise, and you're managing every strategic aspect of your team. You're hiring coaches, assistants, mm. you're trading and training players, you're making draft picks. You are in control. You're the Bob Myers of your team, and it is super fun. And Locked On Warriors listeners 
get a 100% free boost to their franchise if you use the promo code LOCKED ON and, and, and try that in all caps as well. Uh, put that in the game store. Again, the promo code is LOCKED ON, all caps in the game store. Make sure to go check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app store. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You follow AP Radio sports reporter Ryan Leong on Twitter at Ryan Leong. L-E-O-N-G is how you spell his last name. Um, in the chat, I'm seeing right here, Kevin Prentice is, is writing that he's watching James Wiseman play at this moment. Wiseman's been playing fantastic. Real quick, Ryan, while I have you, and I'm going to bring you back on, man. You, you're being a solid guest immediately. Uh, what, are your, what, are, what are your thoughts on that trade, man? Did you like it? Uh are you like a lot of people who are now seeing Wiseman light it up for the Pistons and thinking to yourself, what the hell did the Warriors just do? Um, your thoughts on the James Wiseman trade, man? Was it smart? Was it a bad move? What do you think? I, I think it was actually an okay move just because it, I think financially it, it, the Warriors came out on top. You know, they get a guy back in, in Peyton, Peyton the second, even though he's hurt right now, he, he should be back hopefully in time for the playoffs. And it just looked like they were going to keep Peyton no matter what. Just Wiseman was, was set to make too much money for too little experience that he's had. Now, you can almost say that the Warriors just took a, such a huge flyer on a guy like Wiseman in the first place. How many games right. did he play in college? Was it one or two games that he played? Three, three, three total. Three games. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, just, that's, a, that's crazy to think that a guy who played only three basketball games in college becomes the number two draft pick, right? I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, it's, it really is insane. And, okay, you know, maybe – you know, if you're really a fatalist and, and you want to be super negative, that maybe someday he'll turn into Robert Parrish because that's what that's who the Warriors had a long, 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 long time ago, right? Right. But, I mean, short of that, I don't, I don't, and I don't think you want the Warrior fans to think that James Wiseman is the second coming of Joe Barry Carroll. So you don't want either one of those two opposites. But I'm hoping that Wiseman has a good career. I just think that that it was it it just didn't fall in line for him. The Warriors absolutely sucked that one that opening year at Chase Center. A lot of things didn't happen well for the Warriors. Curry got hurt five games into the season. They end up getting D'Angelo Russell, who was the ultimate, like, you know, ball hog, you know, just bad player to be on your team. Yep. And he turned into Andrew Wiggins. So look at look at the upside they got. I mean, it worked out so well for the Warriors. But who would have thought that they would have been so bad that first year at Chase Center? And, and people kind of almost forget that that's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, a guy like Wiseman might have been the future for the Warriors. And then it turns out the Warriors end up winning the title again a lot sooner than people I think would have thought. And so he becomes expendable. And I think that's that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, and and right now, uh, James Wiseman, uh, in a game that's out of reach, they're playing the Nuggets, losing that game 119-100. Oh, it's a final now. So uh, they lost that game. But Wiseman in 30 minutes uh, shot 50% from the field, 14 points, 9 rebounds. I just don't understand how, like, how Kirk couldn't have figured out how to use Wiseman for like 5 to 10 minutes a game just as a big. In a game last night, for example, where they were killed on the glass, uh, they were clearly uh, getting beaten up inside. You couldn't use Wiseman. I saw. I mean, when he played in that Christmas game against the Grizzlies, I thought he played fine. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. But I, I do like the fact they got Gary Payne the second back. That that I love that he's back on the team, and and all indications are he is going to come back before the season ends and plays. Um, so let's hope that, uh, you know, that, that, that strategy works out, uh, with Gary Payton the second, 
Um, I want to play this soundbite from Draymond Green last night because he is in the news today. Uh, he was issued his 16th technical uh, last night, and 16 means you're suspended a game. Um, after the game last night, though, this was Dre's sentiments on that tech. Yeah, I expect something to change. I got one tech this year because a rough yelled at me, and I said, if I yell at you, I'm going to get fined. I got a tech for it, so... Um, I think something will change because if that's a tech, then every word you say on the court is a tech. So we'll see. Yeah, we saw, and you got the tech held up. He's going to miss Friday's game against the Hawks, uh, which is really – one side of the coin of the argument was, you know, he was already towing a fine line. He had to behave absolutely perfect. I, I thought that was not intentional. I thought he just literally just flicked the ball and it happened to hit Russell Westbrook's head. Um, what did you think about that, man? And how do you think that's going to impact uh, the game tomorrow against the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as you know, Draymond's always under the microscope, and he's been under the microscope for several years now. So he really shouldn't be surprised that, you know, things don't go his way pretty much ever. Um, as far as the game tomorrow, I don't think it should affect the Warriors. Again, I, but I could be wrong. I mean, you know, at, at this point, especially, I would say this much. You know what? I think it could actually be bad because if the Warriors were at home, then I'd say maybe it's not a big deal because of, again, how well they play at home. But right. given how, again, how badly they've been on the road. And this would be a 10th straight loss if they lose tomorrow at Atlanta. So on, on the road. So that's just nuts. But yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they need his presence. I mean, they, the Warriors are at a point where they really need a guy like Draymond, who is, who really is, of course, as you know, I mean, he's the, he's the Kickstarter, right? I mean, he, he helps like the, like the match and he, and he gets things going. If you don't have that, 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 that spark plug on your team, I mean, this Warriors team really needs him and and uh, and Steph and Clay, as you know. When you have these guys all working together, they're like a well oiled machine. And you take any of those parts away, that engine struggles to to perform. No, I'm I'm totally with you. Clay Thompson really disappointed in last night's game. I, I pointed that out on the post game show last night, a rather contentious show because we had people coming in the chat hating on Moody. I made it very clear uh, we're not gonna. I'm not accepting Moody hate. You're distracting me from the show. Also doing that. Um, but some people, despite the fact that Moses Moody rarely, if ever plays, seems to have judgment on him. I, I, I say, let the kid play. Never mind the fact he's 20 years old. He's a kid. Um, I wanted to see him actually play real minutes before we cast judgment on him. I don't know how you feel. How, what is your, what are your sentiments on Moses Moody, Ryan? Like I yeah. want to see 15 to 20 minutes. I, the more Jonathan Kaminga, his fellow draft mate, uh, from last year, the more Jonathan Kaminga plays, the better the Warriors are. Uh, in fact, I have the stat I'm going to re reel in just a second about Kaminga, how, there, it's statistically proven that the more he plays, the better they are. I think if Moses Moody got a similar run, if he got just a chance, he would deliver. He's never given a chance. Uh, Steve Kerr, I think you and I would agree, is very uh, impatient when it comes to giving young players a long leash. Um, that has been a detriment this year. What are your thoughts on Moody, man? Should he play? Do you understand where Kerr is coming from? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I do get where he's coming from, but I get where you're coming from as well. And I think you know, in a, in a situation where you've got an able-bodied player and you've got, uh, you know, a, a minutes are, that are available on the floor, you know, you got to play some of these guys more. And, and he's a, he's a fairly big player and, and, and the Warriors, as we, as we both know, lack size. Yeah. So if you're, if you got a guy with, who's got some size um, and I think he's got the potential, as I recall, when he got drafted, one of his upsides was the fact that he could get rebounds. Right. And, and I, I think, I, I think, you know, when, when you when you don't give these guys enough playing time, especially when they're young, it affects their confidence. It affects their uh, their self-esteem. And I, I wouldn't say these guys are crestfallen, but I, I would I would certainly think they start having doubts about their abilities when they're not given enough time to play on the court.
Uh, dude, I you echoed my sentiments exactly. And Bruce Morrow says, like, Moody's not big. Well, compared to the rest of the Warriors roster, he is. He's 6'6 with a 7'1 wingspan. Um, Kerr's routinely employing lineups where your, your tallest players are 6'5, 6'6. So, you know, by the Warriors standards, he's not small. Um, and, and I want to mention this uh, this stat real quick. Sorry, that was an accident there. Uh, for Jonathan Kaminga, since uh, January 1st, 2023, when Jonathan Kaminga plays 25 or more minutes, the Warriors have a 71.4% win percentage. They mm -hmm. win 71% of the time, which would, it would translate to the Warriors being a 59-win team. Now, when Kaminga plays under 20 minutes, like he did last night, he played 19, the Warriors only win 42.9% of their games translating to them being a 35-win team if you carry that out over 82 games. The point is, I've been saying this. This is one of my taglines. Uh, good things happen when Kaminga plays. Would you agree with that, Ryan? I mean, to me, the stat, to me, everything indicates that. But yet, you know, he's still held back on a lot of nights. Like last night, he only played. Yeah, I think, I, I think Kerr likes to play some hot hands. And right now, for sure, if you had to look at one guy in the Warriors, you know, although he's not a guy that that is a power forward, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo has been has been the Warriors' like third best scorer, so you know, I would say lately. And and given the way he's been playing, you know, it it, it, it does get tough. I, I'm not I'm not gonna you know excuse Kerr, but at the same time, I do understand that he's got a he's got to you know manage a roster, yeah. and he's gonna play those guys that are his top five, and then he's gonna go accordingly with the rest of the of the team. And I would say this too, as I as I if I'm not mistaken. Please. Jordan Poole is one of the guys that still struggles to come off the bench, right? I mean, since he actually filled in for, for Curry all the time Curry was gone, was great. But now that he's coming off the bench as the sixth man, it makes it harder for him to adjust to that role and, and to be just as productive as he was when he was starting. Dude, I've been saying that a lot on this show, how how like clearly he does much better as a starter versus coming off the bench. The splits are so obvious. Um and, and yeah, that, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I just don't know how they're going to make that work in terms of Jordan Poole coming in as a starter. I don't know who sits, right? Um, but nonetheless, man, yeah, he played good last night. Jordan Poole in 25 minutes last night had 19 points, uh, shot 50% from both the three and from the field. So he actually had a good game last night um, and the previous game before that. But you're right. The, over, overall for the season, um, it has not been great. And, and Moses Moody, I played the soundbite in the show a lot. Uh, I mean, it sucks. That was his reaction to, you know, having to always stay ready despite not playing minutes. I mean, he expressed very clearly how he feels. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and I don't blame him. It totally does suck. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a lot more when we come back. I still want to talk about uh, Stephen Curry and that 50-burger he dropped last night. But it still resulted in a loss, um, which needs to stop. We're going to talk about that uh, and so much more with Ryan Leong. First, we've got a couple sponsors here. Uh, first of all, Built Bar. Uh, the Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff if you try one of these uh, delicious treats. And now is your time to make it count. If you go to builtmarchmadness.com, you can vote for your favorites and win something as a result of that. Like, for example, I'm going to be voting for uh, chocolate granola. That is my flavor. That's that's what I love with Built. It's not as chewy as the rest of the bars. Uh, it's a little more light, but it still has the, the, the 17 grams of protein. It still has just the four grams of sugar. It still has the light calorie count of just 130. Um, and look, if you if you want your flavor to win, just go again to the website, uh, builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. Um, and if you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. And not just that, one lucky locked on fan 
is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built, to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Today's show is also, yeah, this is a two-live read break here. Ryan, they knew you were coming, man, and then all the sponsors lined up, and I rarely if ever have two reads in, in one break. Uh, the other one is FanDuel, a uh, new official sponsor of the entire Locked On Network. The midway point of the NBA season is here when you consider the postseason, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Nick Jay writes that he eats two built bars a day in addition to a salad. You lost 200 pounds in 14 months. I call BS on that, but if that's true, absolutely incredible. 200 pounds, man. What were you up well, to? I was going to say, if he's on Twitter, he should be tweeting some photos out. <laughs> that's incredible. I, I'd like to see that. And, and hey, hey, props to him, man. That's awesome. <laughs> let's uh, let's listen to Stephen Curry. I didn't get a chance to play this from last night's game. Uh, he he detailed again. Steph had just a marvelous game. His second fifty-point game of the season, both resulting in losses, which is an issue. And here was Steph after the game talking about why uh, the Warriors lost to the Clippers. Helps I got stronger to be able to take that contact and and, and again be uh, extremely efficient inside of the three-point line too. That was Steph hitting his head on the mic right there for that. There's periods in the game where we foul too much. Tonight is offensive rebounds. That gave them plenty of second chances. They're already a talented team. You know, what Kawhi and PG can do <clears throat> offensively, especially. So if you give them extra opportunities, it's never going to be a good thing. They had 16 offensive rebounds. And they got to the free throw line 32 times, or 15, like. You know, we we're undersized, I think, based on guys that are out. So you have to play bigger than, you know, than what our stature is. And we just didn't put together enough of the, the stretch of that where, you know, we I think we defensively played, you know, good enough, as crazy as it sounds, just when you foul and they get easy free throws or easy points at the free throw line and then you give offense rebounds and kick out threes and stuff like that. It's It's tough on the road, no matter how well you play on the other end. Tough question just because you're trying. I mean, doing everything we can. To... Oh, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the question was at the end there, but you you, you heard Steph mention they were undersized. There was another attribution. I I, I couldn't find it. I was looking for it before the, the show started uh, where someone asked Steph about the confidence of the team, and Steph said, "I'm my confidence is fine, uh, but he wouldn't speak for the rest of the team. I don't, I don't know how you would really interpret that. Um Ryan, your response, your, your reaction to that and, and the performance and and what do you think the Warriors need to change 
uh, in the Hawks game tomorrow night so that Steph and the Warriors can end this nine-game losing streak on the Rudders of 10, whatever it is. Well, it'll be 10 if they lose tomorrow. Uh, yeah. They, they yeah. need to get better production out of somebody else besides him. I mean, uh, the, you know, in a way, Steph, even though he's 35 years old, he's playing like a young Michael Jordan. Now, if you remember Jordan in the days before Scottie Pippen arrived, Jordan was losing a lot of games. True. I mean, he's scoring like 30, 40 points a game and losing. And watching Steph last night was like watching Jordan oh. without Scottie Pippen. <laughs> it was like, it's so frustrating because it's like, you know, what a way. I mean, basically, and not to sound mean, but it's a wasted performance because he, he does so much statistically and he, and he just has these great highlight plays. I'm sitting watching the game with my mom and my stepdad. We're both loving watching the way Curry's playing. And then we just see it all fall apart in the fourth quarter because the Warriors just couldn't hold their own. I mean, they just had nobody else to, to, to help Steph out. And, and it, and it showed in the box score. I mean, when your second leading scorer is 19 points off the bench from Jordan Poole, you should actually consider yourself lucky. The Warriors only lost by eight points when you Fair. think about it. Fair. Right. I mean, yeah. that's bad. You got to have a guy scoring 20 to 25 in addition to what Curry did at least. I mean, that, that actually, that might've made the difference right there. And the yeah. fact that you're not getting more scoring out of, I mean, and again, I know Looney's a rebound machine, but he only had six points. I mean, you gotta, you gotta expect more from Looney than that. I mean, hopefully he can double that and have 12 in the next game. Because a, a guy who's a center, even in even in the modern NBA that we see with, you know, that's all about three pointers and and shots from deep and all this guard play, your center should be giving you double digit points every night. There's no reason for not to have at least ten points from your center. You know, the Warriors are, are lacking in size. There's no disputing that, and they're going to be lacking even more tomorrow with Draymond Green uh, missing the game because of that 16th tech. It's a it's a mandatory one game suspension. Uh, I saw some people on Twitter uh, mentioning Nerlens Noel's uh, the the Brooklyn uh, Nets signed him to a ten day deal. That ten day deal expired. He's now available. You and I did some research before the show started regarding his eligibility, and he is in fact eligible. Uh, the Warriors could pick him up, uh, so that would be one player I would not mind the Warriors adding. You know, Demarcus Cousins is another one that I don't think there's any realistic possibility, but I don't think he would hurt the team. Um, they're 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 obviously hurting. Uh, is it? In your opinion, Ryan, like if the Warriors don't make any moves this year, if this is the final roster, and let's say Wiggins comes back, let's say Gary Payne the second comes back, uh, and they're healthy, are they going to repeat as world championships uh, as as world champions? I'm sorry, like do you are you confident in this team? What are your thoughts? I'm not right now, unfortunately, because of again their inability to win on the road. I mean, you've got to win yeah. a number of road games. That's why it was you know when I asked her that question in the pregame a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, he made a good answer, which is true. It's like, you know, he's, he's been on teams that have sucked at home and on the road, but not when it's like basically the, the opposite disparity. The Warriors have seven home losses right now. So it, it, it's just so it, it's so mind boggling. But the team, when they play the way they do, and, and again, given the fact that they only have seven, seven home losses, they played not the greatest home basketball either. I mean, they find ways to, to, to grind it out right and win late but you know it's it's really an odd recipe for for uh, for success and and that's what the warriors are are actually lacking and you know to to answer your question and so i don't know they just got to figure out a better way but i just think with with so many moving parts and and nobody really being as this as this podcast is called locked in they're not locked in well, locked on no, they're not locked, locked on, on. They're, oh, not, yeah. they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not locked on or locked in, as as, as Steph would like to say, and I, and that's really troubling me because again, after, after years of covering the Warriors, and and usually seeing it, that they're either successful or not, it's been consistent. And this team just isn't. You really don't know what you're going to get, at least and especially on the road, 
you know, you're, you're just seeing so much inconsistency. You're going to see a great yeah. performance from Steph, but the rest of the team, I, I think the rest of the team, unfortunately, and I, I can see why they do this. They, they probably are in awe of his performance. So they, unfortunately they end up doing too much watching instead of playing. <laughs> the term yeah. They say in hockey, you know, what they say in hockey, they say in hockey, if, if too many guys aren't on the bus, that they're passengers. <laughs> too and, many passengers on the bus right now for the Warriors. And in the chat, some people going off your your uh, Steph Jordan uh, analogy were saying, well, you know, Clay Thompson is the the Pippin, and, right. and Draymond Green. Like it. And you're right, and Rod and Draymond Green is the Rodman, but you're right, Clay did not play like the Pippin last night. He had a he yeah. just had a bad game, uh, yeah. and then and then Draymond, you know, it just wasn't enough. It, they couldn't beat the Clippers. Uh, well, you know, it, this, you're right. This season has just been weird. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been nonsensical. Uh, my feeling on it is that it's it's happened this way for for largely because of the fact that you do have and this this is where I, I really uh, love that you're on the show because you're you, you're at every Warriors home game you're at, in the media room um, you are a journalist especially in the sense that you're asking questions like you're you're in tune with what's going on um, my feeling is that a huge reason for the struggle this year is that there is a divide there's a divide between what Steve Kerr wants on his roster versus who Bob Myers and or Joe Lacob uh, feel should be on the roster, right? And the evidence is there based on the construction of the roster itself. They didn't bring back any veterans. Uh, they 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 clearly, the, the, the front office clearly felt that the lottery picks were, were ready to pick up the burden. Um, Kerr clearly doesn't believe that. Um, what are your thoughts, man, on what's going on there? I mean, and, and adding to that, Bob Myers is gonna, is gonna be a free agent after the season. Steve Kerr is going to be a lame duck coach after the season, which kind of, in a sense, makes him a free agent as well. What is going on with it with, with behind the scenes stuff, man? Like, is there a divide there? What do you think is going to happen next year? Give us your thoughts on all that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, unfortunately, of course, I'm not privy to, to to know what goes on behind closed doors. Um, but well, no one is, I, yeah. I, I I think uh, just given the fact that everybody's getting older, and it's kind of like a TV show. You know, when you have a TV show that first starts on the air, you know, everybody's getting paid a certain salary and of course, as the seasons go on, the salaries increase. You ever see what the guy uh, – I know it's kind of a convoluted example, but the, the cast of Friends, I think, I believe, in the last few seasons were each making like a million dollars per episode or something yeah. like that. It was something yeah. ridiculous. Well, look at the Warriors right now, right? You got most of your money locked up in in Steph, Clay, and Draymond, right? So uh, that, that doesn't leave a lot of room for other people, and that ends up being the reason why the Warriors have younger players or guys that want to prove themselves, like a Dante DiVincenzo who's – who's on a two-year contract, although I, I believe he has a player option, right? So he does. Knowing, he does. knowing the way he's playing right now, he's, he's probably gone after this season. He, yes, I would agree. I would agree, too. It sucks, but you're right. Sorry to interrupt so, you. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, but that's but that's the that's the Warriors' dilemma right now is the fact that everybody's getting older, guys are getting paid, and everybody moves on, and you can't keep what you once had. And that, that that's, that's kind of the beauty of sports. I mean, sports, like you said, when you're talking about the sponsor that we have, about Ultimate Basketball GM and – and trying to, you know, I think maybe more people that listen to this podcast should probably play that game and realize how difficult it is to do what what the Warriors have been doing, and that is trying to maintain this this dynasty that they've had because it's almost like building a sandcastle, you know, and and the sand's not going to stay put, right? It's just gonna it's just gonna eventually erode, and and yet the Warriors are trying to find ways to keep patching things together to keep things afloat, and I, I just think as 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 time goes by, you know, you. You, you know, this this may be the last really good year for the Warriors. Who knows? I mean, things could really start changing in the next few years because Curry's not going to always be able to keep this production. It's right. come a time where he's going to hit the decline of his career. And I, I hate to say this, but the I word's going to come into play even more, and that's injuries. I mean, look yeah. what happened to poor Andre Iguodala, right? Iguodala finally gets back, and he breaks his, ends up breaking his wrist against the Suns. He's done for the rest of this year. Who 
Oh, my neck! My back! My neck and my back! Oh! Yeah, starting to rough, but yeah, okay. Oh, no, that's funny, but I, I, I'm sure uh, Andre is, is probably pretty bummed out as he is, of course. You know, his alma mater got got bumped today by Princeton in the NCAA tournament. Um, <laughs> hey, that's that's why they call it March Madness, right? But uh, yeah, exactly. uh, I, I, Ryan, how do you justify, for example, like the team not bringing back, like the like the one the things that make me go, hmm, uh, no, no, no relation to the song is why not Damian Lee? Why not Juan Toscano Anderson? Like, like they would have come back on a veteran minimum. Like, like why move on from those two? Like that, yeah, that, that, yeah, I mean, that, that is a little puzzling. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, that's why the, what was it? I guess the other day when the, when the Suns were in uh, at, uh, at Chase Center, uh, there was a little bit of a, a scuffle there, right? At the end of the game with yeah. Damian Lee. And I, I think there's some, there's some bitterness there. No, no question. He was, he was delighted. I don't know if you saw, um, you know, when, when they were there here the first time, and Damian Lee got his ring. the The Suns beat the Warriors in that game. He ends Correct. up posing with his ring post game outside the locker room in the interview room with us. He was like doing like this. He's like taking like photos. He's got his sunglasses on. It was some of the funniest things I've ever seen. But I'll tell you, there's there's also a reason why a lot of guys perform well in sports because you want to talk about holding grudges. Athletes, I think, are some of the most overly sensitive people you can imagine. Okay, and if you do anything to like just, you know, poke the bear, you know, per se, they're not going to forget. Okay. I mean, athletes are just built that way. I, 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 you know what, I guess to some, in some ways you could say it's being petty, but at the same time, that's what fuels their competitive fire. So, you know, I, and I think I, I know for sure, and he's not going to say it, but Damian Lee's probably really ticked off that the Warriors didn't keep him. And every time. Yeah, I would be too. I would be too, man. Right. So every single time he's on the court, he wants to prove it to them. I don't, I do not, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, no, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's just a mystery. Well, uh, anything you want to promote before we go? Um, I, I know you obviously, you, you produce reports for, for AP radio. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything well, else you want to promote? I, I know couple, you write for a website too. Yeah. Yeah. Me and a couple of colleagues have a, have a website that we, I, we need to do produce more content, but we do podcasts as well. And that's Bay area sports com. So shout out to, uh, to my friends uh, Marco Ukalovich and Lowell Tuckerman for uh, for manning that capping that website and you know having me be a contributor for them so yeah I'm, I'm happy to, to to be reporting for them and and also AP Radio and just being able to be part of the sports scene because we are very fortunate here in the Bay Area I mean um, you know with the exception of a, a few teams you know we we do really well here and and each one of the teams you know for the different sports have done have have had a lot of great success and the Warriors didn't at first but ever since you know, the 2015 season, I mean, they just keep, you know, they're either title title winners or title contenders. It's impressive. It is impressive what they've done. Um, and again, they play the Hawks tomorrow night. Draymond Green will not be available. It is a damn must win, man, because right now, that if you look at the standings, the Warriors are in six, the game behind the Clippers, um, and only one game ahead of the Timberwolves and Mavericks, only a game and a half ahead of the Thunder, only two ahead of the Lakers, only uh, a two and a half ahead of the Jazz and the Pelicans. They got to win some of these road games, man. It's these are vitally important. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you can follow Ryan Leong on Twitter at Ryan Leong. I, I could talk with you for hours, man. But it's a thirty-minute show, and I'm breaking that rule almost every day lately. Okay. Uh, we'll be back at this soon, Ryan. Thank you so much, brother. And lastly, uh, then, Cyrus, just for you, I had to wear my old school Warriors yeah jacket, the real Hell thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is not one of those like no, this is not one of the new the new uh, 
the new uh, uh, starters are making. This is the old school Chris Mullen, Chris Weber era starter jacket. So, I, dude, I love that era, man. That's what. And, and, I, starter, are they making jackets still? Because I grew as a kid, I grew up. Those were your status symbol yeah. at school. Yeah, like like in, in, my, in my elementary, junior high. Uh, I don't know if high school it was, but. Junior high, elementary, man, if you weren't wearing a starter jacket, you were not one of the cool kids. It was plain right. and simple. Yeah, um, so real, they... real quick, the, the short story of that is, is Carl Banks, the former New York uh, Giants linebacker, now runs the company, but it's under oh. a different branding. The jackets aren't USA made. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I just don't think they're anywhere near the quality that these ones are in. And if you can find these on like eBay or somewhere, even if it's not the Warriors, buy it. You're not going to regret it. These things are almost 40 years old. They're 30 to 40 years old. And look, they look brand new. You know, if you, you know they're yeah, still you're... well made. Yeah, you're solid, man. All right, but well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Uh, I haven't been able to go to that many games lately just because I rescued this dog that has very serious uh, behavioral issues, and he has massive separation anxiety. So I can't like I got to find a babysitter for him so I, so we can start coming to games again. Yeah. Um, but Only you're a few there, left, as you know. Uh, so hope yeah. I'll, I'll see you out there. Yeah, y'all, and and I'll and we'll you'll I'll bring you back on the show. So um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do this again soon. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you for everyone for joining us again. This was just an impromptu show. Uh, we went live and thanks to everyone for the chat for keeping it professional. Um, and we'll be back at this. Let's go warriors. Next show will be after tomorrow's game. I don't know if Kylan's going to join me tomorrow or Saturday. Cause I'm going to do a show after tomorrow's game and after Saturday's game. Um, we'll figure that out. Follow us on Twitter at locked on dubs. That's where we announce, uh, show times and co-hosts and guests and all that good stuff. Although I didn't today. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Ryan. Thank you for everyone.